Welcome to episode 132. It's a two-parter, and we're taking one last ride, but I guess since it's a two-parter, it's kind of like two last rides, but this is season seven, episode 12. It aired as a two-parter, so we'll cover the first half this week of One Last Ride. I know we left you guys in suspense. Are we going to split it? Are we going to put it together? What are we going to do? But you know what? We decided to split it, and we decided that like kind of right before we started watching it. We were like, let's go ahead and split it. Yeah, and this one, directed by series creator Mike Schur, written by Schur and Amy Poehler, a tag team delight creating lots of good little wrap-ups of the storyline, as as many series finales do. You're not trying to leave people wanting more and, like, you know, having a lot of loose ends. So I'm glad that they're wrapping things up. We're going to cover all of it. But first, who are we? I'm Joey. I'm Haley. I am Sean. And we drink in fancy cocktails on our side, Sean. I don't know if you are. I'm drinking toothpaste. <laughs> toothpaste? You're supposed yeah, to spit it out, baby. Sean. Oh, dang. Oh. oh, well, I just, you know, paired it with some Listerine, and it goes great. Nice. Cool. <laughs> y'all hear, can y'all hear my ice maker in the background? I did hear I just that heard a little yeah. shimmy, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Whoa. Joey will edit it out, and the audience will say, what is that? No, let's leave it in. Let's leave it in. Why not? Yeah. Oh, a little ice maker. I guess we'll see how it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um... We're having, speaking of ice, but not really, because there's no ice in it. Uh, we're having, I know, <laughs> I was just trying to do a Joey segue. Um, we're having dirty martinis. And yeah, I'm going to read you, maybe, if I can read my picture, all of the things that are in it. So we have some Waterloo Old Yopon Gin, and then some Barsmith Dirty Martini Olive Brine. And some Oso de Oro Red Vermouth. And then some Mazetta Martini Olives. And it's pretty good. How do you think it is, Joey? It's, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a martini fan typically, but it's good. You know, martini. Yeah. I'm not a James Bond. I'm not shaking or stirring. I'm, I'm passing it back for a drink i i prefer more often but i do enjoy olives and dropping them into a drink it's probably why because martini without olives that would be weird and gross you're not feeling it no ew but some people do like onion ones right never heard of that but maybe sick maybe onion. that's onion not a rings. martini maybe it's like a diff- rings in my martini Let's maybe go. it's a different drink if you put an onion in it um yes the olives are good too these are some tasty martini olives but oh this is a stirred martini. I did uh, want to clarify to everybody. Yeah. Does it really taste any different? I don't know because we didn't, we've only, we got to try a shaken one right after and then we'll compare. Yes. Okay. We'll, we'll put some tasting notes in the I'm show right. notes. We probably won't, but. Yeah. Certainly won't happen. I'm not tapping <laughs> it. But. But if you all have opinions about, you know, shaken or stirred and whether they do or don't taste different, please let us know. I'm, I'm literally at the edge of my seat waiting yeah and i don't want to wait it's an uncomfortable ride sean does not want to wait he's got paula cole on the mind we've got trivia 
on the mind as well. And Sean, you've got a lead. Which for the first Sean time is ever. kicking my butt. I've been to a lot of foreign places in my day. But Sean leading trivia might be the most exotic thing I've ever seen. Oh, okay. I was like, where is he taking this? To trivia. And, and specifically <laughs> okay. to your first trivia question. Town. Which is, at one point in this episode, Leslie says that Donna was kicked out of a group. And Donna says, technically, I kicked them out. What is that group? In Vogue. That is correct. And Vogue with the great song. What's it gonna be? Also great magazine. <laughs> That's just fun. I always dream to be in Vogue the magazine. I'm so sorry. Haley, your first question. <laughs> what is Leslie's scrapbook for Donna called? The one that Donna holds up at one point? Okay, yes. cool. Perfect. It was called, oh no. Oh, I laughed. Okay, I laughed. It has the word forms in it. It was... In forms we trust. It was information. It was. Uh, oh, give her the. It point. was a little pun. It was a little pun. Um. Rest in forms. Fuck no, it wasn't that. Uh, in forms we trust. Sean for the steal. Oh, I don't remember. I just remember it had forms in it. So let's go. Important information. Oh, <laughs> together we form. It was thanks form the memories. Oh, it was because it's a <laughs> scrapbook. Ah, oh. uh, I know. I know. Dang. What's that gonna be? All right, Sean. Your second question. In this episode, as we'll get to, we we kind of hop around a little bit from present times to future times. Jump around. Very time travelers ask for Benjamin Button ask, but in reverse. We're going to see the right way. <laughs> yes, we're saying as you naturally age oh. forward. <laughs> and one of the side plots is Craig marrying Typhoon. And then it super cuts to several years later where they're old and on some sort of fast train or something. And Craig asks Typhoon if he has any regrets, and Typhoon says none. And then he says, how about you? And Craig says, thousands. Most recently, what? It was the fish he ordered. I don't remember what type of... It's just like... It's the his dinner. He was upset about it. It wasn't great. Not to say what the fish was called. I mean, you can. We'll give you the point. <laughs> it's like... It was this trout. Oh, it was a trout? Okay, never mind. Because I was going to yes. say tilapia or something. But. Oh, no, no, no. He'd be pleased with tilapia, but disappointed with trout. Haley, your second question. Oh, so I got that right. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Haley confirmed with a thumbs up. She was Chuck Norris in Dodgeball. Wordless thumbs up. It's it bad that I've never seen Dodgeball. Oh my goodness, Sean! It's, we're gonna uh, our top five is gonna be top there. five movies Sean has not seen, and, then and then we'll it do will top be three hundred. Joey hasn't seen. I what? I, hey, I saw Sleeping Beauty and uh, Princess and Princess the Frog. And the Frog. No one was asking you to. Actually, someone was, oh, weren't maybe, they? I don't know. I think Sean just gets yelled at. Or did you just announce of, it and yeah. then people asked you about it? Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, one or the other of those. He was absolutely asked about his experience watching them. Well, Haley, your second question here, and you're you're down two to nothing. And it's a three so maybe, pointer. Maybe okay, step great. it up. It's a one pointer. Oh. In 
Donna's future, we see her give someone a call on her phone. And she says, call blank, and it dials April. So what is April listed as in Donna's phone? Uh, I feel like it's like Satan's child. Well, it's a it's either that or it's an equivalent name of that. So I'm going with Satan's child. Satan's daughter, maybe. Satan's child. Sean, do you know? Yeah, but I mean you can give her a half if you want. It's Satan's niece. Damn it. It, it is. is Satan's niece. We can give you each a half. Mm, he got it right. I got it wrong. He gets the point. Oh man, Sean. Call him. Just swinging my you dick around. Bolt. Call me what? Oh, I was oh, going to say okay. Usain Bolt because you're running away with it. But I guess uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll call you Lyndon B. Johnson because you're swinging your dick around. And here is <laughs> what the, the third question. Oh, yeah. Lyndon Johnson would like routinely host cabinet meetings in the bathroom because of his massive dong. That's not true. Look it up after this episode. You just, it's just because his last name is Johnson. You're making this joke. I promise you, Sean. There's, I mean, there's quite a bit of what history a coincidence. On it. Yeah, that his <laughs> what, was a, what a coincidence. Is that why it's Dub A Johnson? It's because of him. I don't know, but <laughs> that would be good homework for you to find. Why would I got okay. provide a report on my desk by Tuesday? By yesterday, in fact. Uh, and actually, the B. A lot of people think it stands for Baines. Actually, just big. Lyndon Big Johnson. Big with two G's. Sean, your third question. I think that part's a lie. In April and Andy's future, what is Leslie dressed as for Halloween? Sandra D. O'Connor, but then they both, one asks who's Sandra D. and the other asks who's Sandra D. O'Connor. That is correct. Sean, have you seen Grease? No. But I knew Don't that think was, you'd like it. I, I, <laughs> you're correct. I, I do know that's the outfit that they wear in Greece, and I heard it doesn't really. Uh, what's the word that you know doesn't relate to 2021? Like it doesn't hold up. Right. Wait, Greece or the outfit? Greece costume. Yeah. Greece, the movie Greece. Greece. Yeah, there's definitely uh, at least one song I can think of that certainly a period piece. Yeah, insinuates some less than. Ideal behavior. So you're probably right. Grease 2, though, phenomenal. Is it? Yes. Better just, than the first It's one? 30 minutes of Grease Lightning in a row. Oh, okay. Which I is easily the best the sec- I've only seen the second one like once. No, I've never actually seen it either, oh, but I'm sure it's great. Oh, my God. I have seen it, but it's <laughs> been a very long two? time. Oh, I, I thought he made that up. And then also no, th- there is a Grease there's 2. There's also Threese, which is Grease there 3. Isn't threes, there but is there Threese, but there is... I'm... <laughs> I think what? Are, now I'm questioning myself. I'm pretty sure there's a Greece too. No, Haley, I'm questioning you with your third question. Okay. The segues. Here's a chance right? to get on the board. Okay. I have for. one point. Hmm, you've got half a point. There is a Greece too. Yeah. Haley, your question. Andy tells Ben in their future that he was la- he was watching a group of eight year olds that were laughing. And he, Why he were they laughing? Like, he, he almost cried from it. Why were they laughing? Because he fell on his roller skates and he landed on his face. Yeah, he had just face planted on his rollerblades. Boom. One point for Haley. One and a half total. One and a half total. Yeah, I'm saying one point there. One okay, and a half total. Okay, okay, Sean okay. with th- two, three and a half. Four? Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and no, a half. he has four. Wait, I don't think I actually got a half a point. 
Yeah, you told Sean to give him the point. I tried to give you both halves. Yeah, so I have one and he has four. Okay, well, Sean, you have the seven to five trivia lead. Holy moly. So Sean Man, won. This is, a, uh, that's it. That's game. Uh, Grease 2 got 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I saw it higher Marcus. than I expected. Not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> so the episode, I guess. That's where we're going. Well, before we go to the episode, uh, my grandmother used to live in this this little neighborhood, and outside of it, there was a marina, and they had movies to rent. So we would, anytime we were staying with her, we would go there. But they probably had like maybe a hundred movies total. Like it wasn't a ton, and obviously we were only allowed to rent certain ones because we were children. So we couldn't get anything R-rated. And Grease and Grease 2 were among those movies. So we definitely had rented them. I I only remember seeing Grease 2 like once. But we definitely rented Grease more than once. And several. They also had Good Burger. So we would rent that. And several other movies as well. So Sean, what happened in this episode? This episode... They're in the old parks office for some reason, even though none of them work there anymore. Oh, Leslie wants to give a presentation on their final day in Pawnee. They're all moving, even though half of them are moving to the same place in Washington. Well, Um, and I don't think everyone, like, it doesn't seem like Tom is actually leaving, but they keep saying we're all leaving. So maybe he is. I don't know. Well, I guess Tom's just going to be full time. Well, None of them are staying, none of them are working in parks, and none of them are staying in their positions that they had before. I guess Ron Ron and Tom and Gary are are, are staying in Pawnee. Uh, Donna's going to Seattle, and Leslie, Ben, April, Andy are going to D.C. I'm not missing anyone. No. No. All right. Um... So Leslie wants to g- is giving out this drawn out long Leslie note presentation on their time together in parks because this is her last day and she's only up to two thousand either two thousand five or two thousand seven um, when no she's in two thousand five because she said two years before Tom Haverford got hired and they're just trying to tell her like hey just speed it up can we just you know talk about the parts where we were actual group but Leslie wants to uh, encompass all of the great times and parks. And even her and Gary put together a musical. And then some random dude in a suit walks into the office. Even though the office closed, they didn't lock the door. They don't work there. Um, he asks, hey, uh, there's a park next to my house that has a broken swing. It's been broken for, I don't know, what do you say, two years or something? Uh, no, I thought. It said three months. Yeah. Month. Uh, three months. <laughs> for three months. Can anybody fix that? And somebody was like, nah, we don't work here. Because, um. And this office is closed, uh, so you got to come back, you know, in an hour when the office opens up and somebody that actually works here works here because we don't work here no more. And so the guy's like, okay. But then Leslie's like, turns around, you know what? One last mission. We can get that swing fence, sir. And, One last ride. <laughs> and, everybody, and everybody's like, no. But Leslie's like, yeah, let's do it. We're a team. One last mission. So they're like, okay. And then Jerry comes out of the office just as a coffee pot. <laughs> During starting to sing the musical that him and Leslie put together, but it's over now because now they're on a mission to get this swing fixed. And he's the mayor; he's got to be more mature now, right? Sean, and so sorry. I'm sorry. Did you think that this concerned citizen looked familiar at all? Yes, but 
I didn't. It, it was so quick that I didn't. It didn't. I couldn't linger on his face. Well, wow. this is one of our two. Did you notice? Of the episode. Where's Haley? Did you notice? Oh, there she is. And this actor, John Daly, not to be confused with John Stewart, former host of The Daily Show. Hmm. He wants the swing fixed. And way back in the pilot episode of Parks and Recreation, he played a drunk man stuck on the slide. No, we didn't notice. (laughs) We didn't notice. (laughs) We didn't notice. Well, that's a fun bit of trivia. (laughs) Well, do you want to do the other one now or you want to wait? We'll wait. We'll wait. Yeah. yeah. We'll wait till it, it pops up. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. So, yeah. All right. So, the second Wing. one. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, basically, this episode is going to be like when I, whenever Leslie hugs or holds somebody or shakes somebody's hand, you kind of peek into their future and what happens with the rest of their lives. So this is like a final episode, final episode, because we keep jumping to the future to see what happens with everybody. And so um, right when the, before they uh, adjourn from their meeting from the uh, parks office, Craig walks in, like, what is everybody doing here in my office? And it's like, oh, we got one last mission to fix this swing uh, before we all leave. And then Leslie says to Craig, you know, is this a quote of the episode? Because I can't remember exactly uh, what she said to Craig. That oh, he thought she thought he was a hard worker, and then he, she thought he was uh, a little weird, and she thought he was insane. And he was like, "Yeah, that's how it normally goes," or something. Uh, but like, she touches him on the arm, and then we jump to Craig's future. Craig's future is no, no, no. Wait, what was Craig's future? Craig's future. He's a singer. At Tom's Bistro, where he's a part-time part-time sommelier, still. This is two years in the future, I guess. Mm-hmm, 2019. Um, and he uh, he finished the song. He gets a round of applause. Tom brings him a wine. A guy bought, a, bought him a wine from the bar and his business card. Look at the business card. It says Typhoon. Look over Typhoon. Looking at him with his eyebrow raised. It says he's Typhoon it. with nothing. No other identifying information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then he's like, um, oh, all right. I, all right. And so he just kind of goes over there. And then we jump ahead to their wedding. Um, they're getting married. And the whole time, I guess Craig's just nervous because he doesn't look pleased. First when he got the business card and now at the wedding. Um, but they get married. And Ron is Typhoon's uh, best man. And I cheered. I, Me I too. clapped for that. I liked that. Uh, <laughs> Um, so, which means Typhoon still gives Ron good haircuts, and they develop quite the relationship. Um, so, yeah, they get married, and then did anything funny happen at the wedding? Because I can't remember. Not really. Typhoon was just telling Craig, like, "It's good, we're doing this," and he was like, "Okay." <laughs> then they jump ahead till they're uh, to the, the when they're old. It looked like some underwater submarine train i don't know what they yeah were. some sort it's of the future transportation um they were it's like they're riding in first class uh eating dinner and typhoon yeah we mentioned this typhoon said he had no regrets um uh, and craig said he has plenty <laughs> including the dinner that they're eating the trout and, and typhoon and, smiles and, at him <laughs> 
And then so they go back to regular time, present time. Uh, who does Leslie go to next? She sees. Well, this is all going to be out of order. She sees John Ralphio. I need it in chronological order, Sean. I can't remember. <sighs> she she sees John Ralphio because uh, her and Tom are walking to the uh, maintenance office to drop off some requests to get the uh, swing fixed. Um, John Ralphio is like, "What? You're leaving?" And because he's he's still all into Leslie, thinks she's super hot. Um, I don't know. I guess Leslie kind of uh, holds its. What's what's John Ralphio's actor's name? Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. He was hilarious this episode. It was really really funny. And his line uh, about I believe we mentioned this in in the previous episode oh, where yeah. it aired as a deleted scene where he's in a wheelchair and they ask you know, what's wrong with you? And he kind of stands up and he, he says that oh, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's got a terminal case of get me to the front of the line at Six Flags. So, so I'm glad it made it into this yeah, episode. Yeah, <laughs> they just put it in this one instead of the other one. I also really well, liked yeah. his haircut. Oh, you have a good haircut? Mm-hmm. My friend wanted me to do that when I tore my ACL. Did I tell you that story? Yes. Oh, I did? Okay, well, I don't have to react. it. But yeah, he wanted me to go to Six Flags in a wheelchair. I was like, I have too much pride for that. Um... Should have embraced, Sean. Should have embraced it. No, we're we're not not doing that. Yeah, so uh, John Raphael's in a wheelchair because he's trying to run some new scam to get rich or whatever. Um, I thought he was hurt from the uh, filming of uh, Tom's (laughs) engagement video. I thought that's why he would be in a wheelchair. But they didn't mention it, so I guess it wasn't the case. Um, And so when Leslie, like, touches his arm or something, they jump to the future. And he, we're at his funeral, and there's a few people at his funeral. It didn't. Did it's it say 2022 how he died? as well? <laughs> Just like five years later. Ahead. Five years later, at their funeral, and uh, I don't think they say how he dies. Was it his casket that they did the 21 stamp thing? No, that was for. No. Nope, that's later. later on. That's later on. Because okay. it was. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, and so. <laughs> And in the background from the funeral is John Ralphio uh, hiding behind a tree. Uh, and then his sister shows up, Mona Lisa, Jenny Slate, hilarious. Uh, and he's like, oh, did you get that insurance money? Oh, yeah, we got that insurance money. And so they're super happy. They're trying to be quiet because they didn't want to be suspicious. And Don't so they start to suspicious. walk away. And they're singing Don't Be Suspicious, but they're starting to dance and get excited. <laughs> they're getting really into it. And doing this, it's hilarious. And finally, the people at the funeral notice that John Ralphio is at you. And for some reason, the priest chases after him, <laughs> or the rabbi. I don't know, but he chases after him. So they start taking off running, and he runs. But Mona Lisa is having a hard time running. She's just stumbling all over the place. And he's, I feel like he's still yelling. He's like running and he's kind of jumping side to side and he's going, like, Don't be suspicious! Like as he's running. <laughs> Which is silly. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. Um, and they go back to present time, 2017. And John Raphael just has this longing look in his eye for Leslie as she walks away. Um, Leslie, she walks, she runs into Councilman Jam. Uh, <laughs> and they talk about, no, he gives her a painting of Leslie lying on her back and then a Councilman butt naked like wrapped around her sort of like in a fetal position but around (laughs) her that's a that's a a famous photo Mm -hmm. of who it's john lennon and yoko ono 
Yeah, uh, and he Rolling said, Stone magazine? He actually said something about Yoko when he handed it to her. I think he said, you and Yoko have about the same body type or something like that. And so, yeah. Um, and then she, like, tells him how terrible he is, pretty much. And she, But she hopes he has a good life. Yeah, she's like, oh, I no, never want to tell- see you again. He he tells her to be good, and they kind of shake hands, and we jump into his future. And he's a hibachi chef in Florida. Uh, in Florida, and it said Florida 2020. I was like, oh man, that didn't work out. Or maybe it did. Maybe it's it did. Florida. <laughs> it's Florida. They were probably open and having all the hibachi restaurants throwing food into people's mouths with no mask on. Um, yeah, and so <laughs> he's a hibachi chef, and he he flips the shrimp into his pocket square on his shirt. Or apron. And that was it. They didn't really expand. Yeah, his was really brief. There were a couple... Like, his, John Ralphio and, and his were both kind of just little snippets. No, but then, as uh, Leslie's walking away from him... Oh, yeah, he tries to... He thinks it's the moment. And so he ch- kind of kind of leans in for a kiss. And she's just, like, leaning away. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, he's not sure, but he kind of backs up. But then he kind of leans in again, and just like, she just kind of walks around him. He's giving the he's giving the opportunity, and Tom's just standing there, like, uh, no. <laughs> and Leslie just sort of around him, keeps going. Yeah, keeps it moving. Um, Leslie goes and sees. Oh, the first one they did was Donna. Yeah. Um, so Donna, we jump into her future because Leslie said she's going to miss Donna because she she's all this and that. <laughs> Great. Um, she's in Seattle. She got a real estate license, so she's just balling. She sold a house that she showed in two hours. Um, so she's just, they're living in like they're rich. Um, but Joe, his school, he's still a teacher. Um, but this, he's kind of upset down at dinner, and the school is taking away math, <laughs> just cutting the course, cutting math out of the school. Um, and he's a little upset about it, and so that's when Donna says, "Uh, hey, uh, what don't she tries to she, in order to cheer up, to cheer him up? Well, I should have grabbed water before this." She said, "Hey, I'm gonna like that little red thing that you wear." He gets excited, get, grabs the dishes, go to the kitchen, and that's when Donna says. Uh, phone call Satan's niece, and there's April. Um, I guess April flew to Seattle <laughs> on a moment's notice. No, I'm um, sure it was like a couple of days later <laughs> or a different um, time, but yeah, it kind of cut scenes. And Donna and April are both sitting at like in the kitchen together, mm-hmm. and, and they uh, they developed a program for Joe for his school. Uh, it was just like a they're gonna use the money from their treat yourself trips. To uh, fund this educational program that has all that does this and that, and I can't remember all of it. They were looking at it on the, their hologram iPad thing, um, and Joe's like, "No, you don't have to do that. You know, you should do what you want. It's your money." She's like, "This is what I want to do with it." And he's like, "Oh," and that was it. And April's pregnant. Not yet. Yeah, huh? I thought she didn't get pregnant until no, it's sh- it showed. In the scene with Donna, which was the first cut, it shows April being pregnant, but it doesn't talk about the fact that she is pregnant. Oh, I totally missed that. I missed I all of that. I did not notice at all. Okay, so yeah, 
And so Leslie goes and says bye to April, even though they're moving to the same city. And so, no, she touches Andy. It was like a group hug, but she kind of just holds his arm and they jump to their future. And April and Andy, it's Halloween and they're uh, cosplaying as Miss Snake. It's Miss Snake Hole. Janet Snake Hole. Janet Snake Hole and Burt Backlund. And you're like, what is going on? <laughs> they're, they're about to just start. I don't even know if they were acting out a scene, like they were like movie stars now, or like what's going on. Uh, but they almost start getting busy, but then the doorbell rings, and uh, Burt Macklin has to go answer the door, and it's trick or treaters. And so they give the kids the candy, and um, and Andy's looking at the kids. He's looking at the kids longingly, and I thought he's looking at the kids like, oh, he misses his Johnny Karate show. But it turns out... Or does he? he? Also, Sean, another did you notice, but we're not going to whisper it because it's not one of the two official ones. But I, I guess it might as well be. I just said there were two be. earlier, but there's really three. So we noticed uh, a lot of things. Notice, yeah. One of those kids that's at the door asking for a little trick-or-treat candy. We'll check back one of the early episodes we did top five Halloween candies, so we'll have to uh, revisit that and see if we still have candy corn at the bottom of the list, which, yes, we do. Also, circus peanuts, terrible. But one of these kids dressed up as Star-Lord, who you may recognize as Chris Pratt's character from Guardians of the Galaxy. How about that? I totally missed that. I also missed that. I did not notice. Did not notice. Uh, So Andy walks back into the kitchen where April's ready. She's like, hey, you know, we got to get ready to go to um, Leslie and Ben's. Um, And... Andy's kind of like leaning against the counter, kind of moping. She's like, "What's wrong? Like, did you eat all the candy?" He's like, "No." Did you? Get He's like, "Yeah, he did eat all the candy, but that's not what's wrong." She's like, "What? What is wrong?" He's like, "He wants a kid." Apparently, they've had this discussion before. Mm-hmm. And April, April's down for having you know, gaining a bunch of weight, getting stretch marks, uh, throwing up. All the- yeah, when all the transformation her body's going to go through. But it's the actual child that she doesn't want. Um, so now we have the uh, the old April wants ki- does not want kids. Andy wants kids. And I'm on Team April here. I don't know if y'all know my history with wanting kids. But anyways. Uh, you, d- you do, correct? I'm incorrect. That oh. is very incorrect. Eek. Uh, <laughs> what, what was that? I said eek. Eek. You said eek. Um, and so they kind of just leave it there because, you know, it's 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 April's body. I mean, it's up to Unless they want to. I'm like, maybe they just adopt. They can adopt a child. Um, but Then you know, she doesn't get to have all the, the pregnancy stuff that she wants oh, to have. Oh, that is true. That would that deprive her of the part that she actually wants. <laughs> right. Uh, he wants a, he wants an April Jr. Or a boy <laughs> or, April. Or boy April. <laughs> Uh, so they go to Leslie and Ben's, um, and we walk in, and Ben is Lamplighter, which is a character from his Cones of Dunshire game. But like the he, expansion version. Yeah, he built an expansion pack or something. And Leslie is Sandra D. O'Connor, and uh, they both, Andy and April, have no clue who he, Leslie and Ben are. Uh, so they go in and sit on the couch. It's like, oh, what's what you been up to? It's like, oh, we had some trick or treaters, a whole bunch of kids, and uh, Ben mentioned like how great uh, kids. Oh, because Andy asked, like, hey, where are your where the three kids at? So I can wrestle all three of them at one time. 
and they uh he said they they're in Georgetown trick or treating, so it's uh all all adult night, and that makes Andy sad. So he kind of just slides down the couch. Then Ben picks up on it. It's like, hey Andy, can you help me get something from the kitchen? So they go to the kitchen, and Andy's like, what do you need help with? He's like, oh, I just thought you wanted to talk. And he's like, oh, that's very secret agent of you while he's wearing his FBI. Mm-hmm. He's so uh, impressed with jacket. Ben's like, ability to get him in the kitchen. Yeah. So basically, Ben uh, and Andy talk about how April doesn't want kids, but Ben's like, oh, she might come around. And so Leslie and April pretty much had the same talk, but it's really just April talking at Leslie and Leslie just kind of nodding and agreeing. <laughs> Uh, and Leslie's like, no, April's like, um, I guess the kids are opposite of you. They're awesome, which, which yeah. is, yeah. She <laughs> says kids always do the opposite of their parents, which is why your kids are all, are awesome and you guys suck, <laughs> but we're Leslie already looks- so cool. So like, what are our kids going to be? And Leslie doesn't really tell her what she should do. She's like, should I have kids? And, and Leslie's like, I can't tell you that. It's up to you, pretty much. Um, she says, but, um, she says, you guys are a team and you have to decide if you want to bring more teammates on. And she says, I can't tell you what to do, but I love your team. And so I guess that was convincing enough because we jump ahead a year later to next year's Halloween. And <laughs> April is in labor in the hospital bed with Dr. Saperstein as her. Uh... Which doesn't make any sense to me. Why is that? Well, did she go back to Pawnee to have this baby or did he come to D.C. Oh, yeah. to birth this child? No, because I think they went to Pawnee because they mentioned that they were in Pawnee. Oh, did they? Yeah. He's like, oh, because and, Andy said I was so, so happy that he could be born in Pawnee. Oh, I did not hear him say that. Okay. Um, and so she's in labor, uh, with Andy there and, uh, Dr. Saperstein and she's in full Halloween zombie makeup. Uh, and Dr. Saperstein's like, oh, what a coincidence that this is happening on Halloween. Somebody get a, you know, a damp towel so we can get that makeup off her face. She's like, no, I put on the makeup after I went into labor (laughs) and she doesn't want it to, to come off. And so, um, they have a. She ends up having a, a baby boy and they, they're trying to figure out a name and it's like what Burt Macklin Jr. or uh, another Janet Snakehole play or a, a karate Johnny Karate play off of his name. But then they just give him a whole bunch of names. Then she wants mixed. it to be more like Halloweeny. Oh, so the they, official and- the official name. Is Burt Snakehole Ludgate Karate Dracula Macklin Demon Jack O' Lantern Dwyer rolls off the tongue, and they'll call him Jack for short. Yeah. So his name is Jack. Hopefully, they don't put all that on the birth certificate. But who knows? Um, so yeah, Baby Jack—that's the baby's name. Um, and then Cypressine gives Andy the virtual forms and says, "Hey, can you just sign here?" And then Andy notices something, so he jumps up and goes to meet Saperstein in the doorway. He says, hey, I noticed that the baby was born on November November 1st at 12.06 a.m. Can you switch that to uh, October 31st 
uh, at 11.59, because April would love that, to have a Halloween baby, because uh, it's really important to her. Um, and Dr. Sepstein's like, uh, no, I have a lot of legal and moral, ethical, like, standing here. Like, I can't <laughs> just turn, change what time the baby was born. Can't give you seven minutes earlier, sir. <laughs> and so, and then Andy, he asks again, and Sepstein says no, and then Andy goes on the uh, taken, he, he that's the taken line. I have a very particular set of skills. Pretty much threatening Dr. Saperstein. Uh, and Dr. Saperstein says, hey, uh, wasn't that the line from Taken? He's like, yeah. He's like, all right, I'll sign it. <laughs> so he changes it to October 31st at 11.59 p.m. And so that was their future, Andy and April's. Okay, who else? Who else? Who else am I missing? Um... Next up is Tom. So when Leslie embraces Tom, uh, we go back to the scene where uh, Craig was singing um, at Tom's restaurant, but we follow Tom this time instead of Craig. Uh, Tom goes and sits down with his advisory board for its restaurant because he's been getting offers to expand. His advisory board is uh, Ron, Donna, and Ben. So he calls, who does he call Ben? What's his nickname? Accounting man Accounting or nerd. Accounting nerd. Um, <laughs> like, and Ben's like, I'm a congressman. You don't have to call me a con- uh, accounting nerd. And he's like, I knew you before you got big. So like, chill. Uh, and so they all, three of them give Tom the approval. Like, hey, you should go for it. You should, you know, I guess start a franchise at Tom's Bistro. And apparently this fails because Tom's on the couch wearing a robe and like a scruffy and He's watching a documentary that he made of Tom Haverford's Fall from Grace. Uh, well, apparently there's still, maybe um, Lucy makes a lot of money because she's well-dressed, ready to go somewhere. Yeah, and their apartment or whatever condo they have is nice. It's really nice. And she can just wave at the TV to turn it off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, you you know, you're Tom. You'll think of something. You'll bounce back and get back on your feet. Um, and that's exactly what he does. He, um, I guess he goes, he gets a letter from letter Leslie and Ben saying, hey, um, just, you know, I guess cheer up kind of thing. Um, and that gives him the idea to write a book about his failures. So he talked about his entertainment 20, that's what it was called, I can't remember. His entertainment business that failed, 720 or something. Uh, his uh, clothing store that failed and now his restaurant business that failed and he wrote a book about it and now has a bestseller so it's however many millions of copies and now a public speaker Um, and so he's back on his feet and he has little uh, characters in his book that you want to be and they're all based off the Parks and Rec characters you could be a Donna you can be a Ron you could be a Leslie you could be a, a Tom his favorite but whatever you do, don't be a Gary. And then Gary's like in the crowd, like, oh, he's talking about me. Gary was so proud <laughs> to be there and, and included in that moment. Oh, also, like, before he decided to write the book about his failures, he was going to write an action movie. And he mentioned how like Fast and Furious gets all oh, the yeah. money. And he jokingly said like Fast and Furious 10. 10 Fast, 10 Furious. Yeah, Tokyo... <laughs> Tokyo, Tokyo Drift, Drift the three. Third. <laughs> yeah, three. And I turned to Joey and I was like, he thinks it's a joke, but 
Fast and Furious 10 is coming out. So, and earlier than that year would have been. 10 Fast, 10 Furious. Um, yeah. So Tom turns out to do okay. I thought I, it made sense. Like everybody can't just be successful. Somebody has to fall apart somewhere. And it was Tom, but then he kind of bounced back on his feet. And finally, I think this, this I think Gary's the last one. You know, I'm missing anybody that they've done so far. No, I think we're good. Okay, so they go to Gary, and Gary. Uh, how did he? They didn't give. He didn't give Leslie a hug, did he? No, they did a handshake. I think because it was in his office. Because the whole the whole plot, while we're like seeing everybody's futures. Leslie is moving through the process of like getting a form signed so that they can go fix the swing. So like she and oh, April right. are walking to the fourth floor. And then later she and Tom are so going. The fourth floor to, like, was locked. Yeah. No, the maintenance place was locked. Oh right. The fourth floor is where they filed with um Ethel Beavers, and then they had to go to the maintenance room with Tom, <laughs> and then that was locked. So then Tom was like, "I know a." A, a, you know an important dude and then they go to uh gary's office he's the and then mayor. gary calls because he's the mayor he calls the maintenance person he's like or he calls someone and says like hey we need the maintenance area unlocked and so at the end of that conversation they shake hands yeah and first off uh ethel beavers was not happy they wanted this to file be filed because like all this stuff is digital now why are you handing me this um and we then, did not see her future, though. We did not see her future. They did not come in contact. Uh, and then, ah, oh, fudge. What else was I going to say? Oh, um, as far as working in Parks and Rec, it is very uh, inconvenient if the maintenance office is closed on a Friday because you know how much stuff breaks on a weekend? Sheesh. They better open that up. I'm talking about in real life, Parks and Rec. <laughs> um, they better open that up. They better open that up. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, Gary's future. Um, it turns out he's not just a temporary mayor. He gets voted in a landslide in ri- of write-ins, which I don't know. Was that insinuating like his entire family voted for him or something? I don't know. I didn't. I thought they were making a joke, but I didn't get it. Uh, but he's voted to be the actual mayor, not just the acting or interim. He's the actual full-time mayor of Pawnee, and he's uh, presented. By council member president, <laughs> Brandy Max. So I guess she's on city council now? Sean, this was our final Did You Notice? Oh, okay. With Brandy Max. As she's presenting Gary for his, I believe his fourth term at that point. I think so. She says that she's starred in over 11,000 films over the past two Adult years. Films. Adult films. I don't know if you can do that math that quickly, but that's more than 15 films every day for two years. Wow. I did notice. Pretty impressive. Was that the Did You Notice? It was one of them, yeah. Uh-huh. I definitely noticed Excellent that. work. Well, maybe, you know, she's, uh, no, these, these jokes aren't appropriate that are in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I did like this. Oh, we know, Sean. I liked this scene because it was like, Brandy Max is now a congresswoman. Or president, whatever, congresswoman. Uh, and then, so that was his fourth term. And then it, the next scene is like, I think his 10th term. And what's, yeah. and who was that guy? It's, uh, I forget his first name, but it's more, his last name's Morris, but he's the guy that is like recording town he's hall. He's the one that always gets kicked out of every yeah, town hall. Yeah, it's always meeting. being inappropriate. <laughs> oh, that was so, him. I was like, is that Harris? No, I don't know. It's and not he, Harris because he passed. 
Yeah. Um, and in this scene, he, he's like bald, and it's it's Gary's tenth term being elected. Which how old was Gary when he retired? I don't know. I don't know how long the mayor or mayoral terms are either. But anyway, and then when he's presenting it, he's just like, this just proves that like. It doesn't matter, basically, like, whatever, you're just going to, ultimate power is going to still be in tr- control. And he, like, gives them the thing. And Gary's just like, thank you. Thank you. Yep. But it's cool because we get to see, like, different Congress people over time a little bit. A little bit. And so we fast forward again to Gary uh, and Gary's life to his 100th birthday. And he, uh, <laughs> he's 100 years old. He has a lot of family members. They're all wearing the same shirt. And Gail looks the same. <laughs> all the daughters look the same. Everybody looks the same except Jerry or Gary. He's older, but he, he's just saying how happy his life is, you know, for his family and everything. You know, super Gary. Um, and then they jump forward a little bit. and We're at his funeral now. Uh, and it's the same day. Well, not the same day, but like they said, he died on his 100th birthday. Yeah. Poor Gary. He di- but he died happy, obviously. Yeah. Um, so at his funeral, all the people are there. Um, ben and Leslie are old, and Ben is com- commenting on how great Gail looks still. Leslie's just like, I know. <laughs> um, and yeah, that was, and this is where we, uh, we decided to stop this episode, because we got about a little less than halfway to go, but this is when Peacock said, we're going to put a commercial here. So I said, well, this is where I will stop. Yeah, it felt like a good stopping place. And um, did you notice who the like reverend, minister, whomever was at the funeral? Was it Perd? I can't remember. Where was Perd? Perd was somewhere. Perd was, was, was the one that announced the landslide victory for his oh, okay. first election. Yeah. Um, it was uh Pillboy from the Good Place. Oh yes, Pillboy. Yeah. Eugene Cordero making an appearance. And speaking of Pillboy, I watched this morning. I'm I'm building up to uh, watch Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. I'm watching the prequel, so I watched the 2014 Godzilla already, and then this morning I watched uh Kong Skull Island, and Pillboy is in that. So, oh yeah, nice. I saw, yeah, I saw Pillboy. Are you gonna that. see it in the theater? No, I have HBO okay. Max. <laughs> why why pay money? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, cool. But Chris, my my friend Chris, uh not the Chris that listens to this podcast, different Chris. Uh he says he wish he would have saw it in theaters. He loved it. Why doesn't so, he listen to this podcast? Uh oh man, what? I don't know. You can ask him. You, Wait, you Chris, we know? All right, we're going to find out. We're going <laughs> to find out. Chris and Susanna right Chris. Now. Yeah. What? <laughs> Tell him to listen. Tell him, tell him we talk about him sometimes. We never Very talk occasionally. <laughs> we talk about the fact that he and Casey were racing in the car. Oh, yeah. You remember that story? That push. <laughs> yeah. Talk about that story every day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, like once a week. Okay. It's still a little much, I think. But all right. Yeah, it's more than Anytime that. I race for a car. All right. Well, we're, we're going to find out why Chris doesn't listen. So we'll take a quick break and be right back. What do three Australian chicks do midway through lockdown two in Melbourne while we can't go anywhere or see each other? Drink one, is that a podcast? Yes, that's exactly what we did. We three have been mates since, well, 
let's not put numbers around it, but call it a long time. We enjoy our conversations so much, we thought you would all too. So, join us while we drink wine and take aim at random topics each week. If you have nothing better to do than listen to three drunk 30-somethings ramble on about random stuff, this is the podcast for you. This is Friday Night Wine Fight. All right, well, we got a voicemail on Chris's phone, so we will try him again later. But in the meantime, it's top five. We'll be caught up in the top five. It's my turn for top five this week. And there's kind of a lot to choose from. You could have done top five eulogies I've heard with all the death that's in this episode. Top five times I've been suspicious and have tried to get away from it via song <laughs> and dance. <laughs> but instead, we're going to pull from Donna and Joe and their little future of the many travel adventures that they've had. And so I'm doing my top five international travel adventures, along with an honorable mention of the time Haley and I went to an Astros game. And the we were in line to buy tickets, and the man in front of us, or a man behind us, like walked up to us and said, Hey, do you need tickets? And we were like, that's why we're in line. And he was like, follow me. It wasn't exactly like yeah, that. Yeah, but it was kind of like that. Yeah, no. I don't know if I would have went. That <laughs> we did. That's because that's not how it went down. So the guy was like, the guy and his wife was like sort of close to him as well. I don't think she walked right over with him. I think she was like a couple feet behind. But he was just like, hey, are you in line for ticket? Are you trying to get tickets? And we were like, yes. And I was, you know, automatically suspicious. And um, But he was singing don't be suspicious he was singing it, a little bit. which you know made me think oh sketchy um but anyway then he was like well we have a box and i have two free tickets like normally i have uh normally i give them away to like clients but like you can have i don't them. think he he might not have i don't explained. think he got that in he depth. told he was us just that like part. i have two tickets he and like, he just I, put them no, in he my said, hand like i have a box he told us he did what? he said like we have yeah he was like i have a box, oh, a, box. He, a box in this like a, not I thought yeah. a box in his hand. No, no, no. Sorry. He's, <laughs> he's got, he has, he is part of a, I don't know. What do you call it? Like a box membership. And so he was like, so you can like join us in our box basically. And he like gave us the tickets and then he walked away. And then Joey and I were both like, I don't know if this is a real thing. Like what's about to happen. So we ultimately went in and then we went to the box and it had like a buffet and like this and like whatever. And they gave us free shirts upon entry and, then the guy and his wife, he was like, you should have seen your faces. You guys were so surprised. And then he explained, I think this is the part where he explained that usually he invites clients, but he didn't have anyone, like no one was able to come that week. So he just had these extra tickets. So he saw us waiting and we hadn't bought our tickets yet. So he had offered them to us, but it was, it was cool. I want to be yeah. someone that can do that. Yeah. It yeah. was super nice. It was like, like endless. I uh, buffets. I had ribs at a baseball game. You never have ribs at a game. It was amazing. There was ice cream. Yeah, Ooh. a dessert buffet and a food buffet and some uh, like also maybe candy. Sour and cream stuff. was not provided though. I don't know if that's no. true or not true. Um, and then the bathroom had a buffet of things as well. Like it was like warm hand towels and mints what? and toothpicks and toothbrush. Like so many things in there as well. I was. T- I think. Oh, yeah. I want to just be able to walk down. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a baller. Hey, come chill with me in this luxury. Yeah. Box. We got to get some funds. Got to get my funds up. My barber was telling me how he had just started b- doing Bitcoin. 
I was like, you know what? Maybe I should get in a Bitcoin game. <laughs> go for it, Sean. It's very uh, illiquid, but go for it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I want to get all the season tickets to all the sports teams. I was telling Chris this, the same Chris. I was like, let's get season tickets to the Express, the, the Spurs and Stars, the Austin versions, and the new soccer team, and the Longhorns. We'll just be ballers. Obviously, this is a pipe stream, but he was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I get Austin Spurs tickets, even though they're very far away. I do like a <laughs> not like a ten me. game package. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can just walk across the highway. But a, but a box, I gotta get in the box. Yes. Yeah, I get that box. Get a box. Then you can. Boxes aren't so terrible. I mean, at, at Staples Expensive? Center for a Clippers game, we got a. Gr- I think it was like two thousand dollars for a box. That was a professional basketball game, L.A. versus Chicago. But that was like a one time. Yeah, like it was if a you one bought time the game. membership for them, like that was. So you had to buy that from somebody, right? You can buy that from the Staples. Probably I somebody. Don't know. We probably knew a guy has... that worked at Staples Center. Yeah, so that somebody probably oh. has the box, and they were like, "We're not going to use it today," and they sell it. Or I think they have some that are just like they a do. rotating basis. But again, I, yeah. that was a professional stadium. I don't know, Austin Spurs. The uh, what is it? The HEB Center, not as yeah. large, not as bulbous so perhaps all the boxes are taken but they probably still have because you'd rather yeah, be able probably, to sell a box yeah. than just have i'm sure they have you know ones they rent jackington regiment <laughs> cumberbatch not using it because he's too snooty yeah but anyway top five was that number oh, five. That was, oh yeah that's honorable like, mention we it's not international. <laughs> yeah. number five don't worry these will all be quicker number five is back in 2002, my family went to Australia and New Zealand. I was not even 14 yet, and my sister was close to being math. 17, close to being 17. So, like, I'm close to 14. She's 16 and a half. And my mom signed us up for this thing called Scuba Doo, which is basically <laughs> a, a a motorcycle uh, inside of a bubble so you can go under the water and you get super up close and tropical with are you on a motorcycle yeah like they they warned us for quite some time of don't put your feet too far back because they'll get caught in the motor and like ripped off and i was like should we be doing this (laughs) like i was like like i'm a child i can't even ride a bike and i'm on a motorcycle now and it was fantastic like you're so close to fish they're swimming like right up next to you all these things underneath but you're in like a, an encapsulated is it little a bubble. Tunnel? No, you're you're like free in the ocean. Like you have your own bubble with yes. a motorcycle in it, and yes. by moving the motorcycle, the bubble moves. Yes. How does it? What is it attached to? How does it not sink? I don't know. I don't know the logistics of okay. it. Look it up, Scuba Doo, and it's still it's still in action today. Uh, well, I don't know post COVID, but as of like two years ago. I had a client that was going to New Zealand, and I recommended that. And he's like, I'm nowhere near where this is, but I'll look into it. He did not go. But it's pretty great. Very cool. Would recommend. It's the closest I've been to most tropical fish, aside from starfish. And I actually, in fact, the person that was leading that brought a starfish up to me and gave it to me to hold, like, while... I was driving and I'm like, should I be, should I stop <laughs> driving? Cause like this seems. Wait, how were you in a bubble and then someone brought something to you? Look, I don't remember the logistics, but I remember it being how did they simultaneously go dangerous and awesome, which every good trip should be. 
Number four. Number four. This is just a month-long trek to the Dominican Republic. We're flashing back to college between freshman and sophomore year. In freshman year, we had this kooky Australian. Australia comes back and he comes in. He barges into a lecture that I'm in. Tells us about this organization called International Student Volunteers. And he just makes it seem like the greatest thing in the world. You spend half your time helping kids. You build a school. And you adventure as well. And it sounded great. I signed up for it. I said, yeah, let's do it. On the bus ride from the airport after we arrive in the Dominican Republic, they ask, hey, did you think this was a scam? And I'm like, that's not a good way to start this. Like, don't make it seem. Not until this point. Yeah, like we were scared. And like uh, several people did raise their hands because it was like there were parts where it was like, oh, this seems like kind of poorly planned. But it was really good. We we learned uh, how to make tostones. We built a school. I told a kid, because I was studying broadcast journalism in college, there was a kid who was very good at baseball. We'd play sometimes. I said I looked forward to broadcasting his games on ESPN or Fox Sports or whatever you have uh, your baseball games broadcast on in the future. I currently don't broadcast any baseball games. I don't know if he's currently playing baseball, but I'd like to think he is. And he's the starting shortstop for the Pittsburgh Pirates, but just a great time overall. Would recommend if you are in college. College. Number three. So none of us, none of us can do it. (laughs) Number three, I believe we've mentioned this before. Haley was involved with this one as well. A trip to London, the Ginstitute from. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Gintendo 64. Yes, from the distillery in London. Yeah, we've got. I mean, we've gone through it before. It's basically just a, a primer on the history of gin while they're pumping us full of gin cocktails that were fantastic. Like, so I, good. I like gin, but like, I think even if you hated gin, and as evidenced by one of the people who was there, was kind of like, I don't like gin so much, but they, I didn't they had know been about gin along. really. Yeah, Haley didn't really know about gin. Like I'd had gin maybe once before, and I was like, "That's gross." And then we <laughs> went here, and I was like, "I'm kind of nervous." And then I said, "This is delicious. It might be my favorite alcohol of all the alcohols." You didn't say very that. solid. And then you make your own gin. They pass around all these botanicals. You get to sniff them up. You're like, "Hey, do I want asparagus? Do I no. want I uh, <laughs> boysenberry? Do I want maybe. pizza?" cinnamon pizza yeah pizza in your gin uh that was a premium option so you had to spend an extra four pounds no you just had to make it you had to put you had to get the cheese yeah you had to make the full pizza yeah Yeah. tomato basil whatever peppercorn that was the thing i was thinking i was like i knew i put something in there had a little smokiness to it a little yeah joey's is gross uh, no mine was delightful so much better than Haley's. Mm. And they gave you a bottle of their gin as well. So Which is so much better than You're getting Haley's. lots of bottles. Yeah, it seems like that, you know, they've perfected it maybe more yeah. than more than just drunk people making <laughs> making decisions on I the mean, fly. <laughs> mine was like good, but theirs is so good. And Joey's is not not great. But yes, you got to make your own label as well. And I named mine Low Gin Come Housing and then stated aloud. Hey, Gintendo 64 would be a good name as well. And the man next to me, who I believe was maybe from the Netherlands or maybe from I don't remember. somewhere else. I don't know. Somewhere else in Europe. 
he had a label and he said, Oh, that's so much better. And he, <laughs> he basically is like scratched off his label and was going to write a new one. We're like, we could probably get a new label. So we found a new <laughs> label for him. He got it. And hopefully his was delicious. We all got to try samples of everyone else's too. And it's, you kind of, I mean, we all had just met that night. So it was kind of like, Oh, you had to fake your way through being nice. Well, yeah, we, this didn't, is, you didn't, oh, we didn't. Oh man, this share is such drinks. a pre-COVID event. <laughs> yeah. 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 Drinks, but man. we all we were all at like a large kind of like uh, like countertop yeah. table together. So we were all seated indoors. around yeah. it in like a you know a U shape, and the person at the front he would be like, "Okay, now we're trying this person's," and he would like, you know, pass it samples around to everybody or whatever. Number two. I should preface that these are in no order. These are just all good memories. I, I have want it in chronological order. Chronological? Chronological, I can probably do. It's too late. No, don't start. I'm, I'm no, just... it's too late. To apologize. Actually, so far, everything has been in chronological order, although. Now it's not. We're about to skip it out. We're going to Chile. I actually should have looked up the official name of this, but you can you can search it if you just search up Chile Penguin Island. It's just what it sounds like. It's an island full of penguins, and you get to walk around. Uh, you're encouraged, obviously, not to like pick up and talk to the penguins, but you can you can pass them some notes, and that'll be okay. But they just like I mean, there's so many penguins on this island. They just waddle around you. Uh, I I got a video of one taking a poop because I was just like, oh look at him waddle, and then he just stopped and and they just do it so like so quickly. It's probably the quickest poop I've seen. I guess fish are probably more because they don't really even stop. They just kind of keep going. But this isn't supposed to be a poop podcast. It's about how cute penguins are. And an island full of penguins is... Oh, no, 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 Haley. You got to... Don't give me a a so-so shake. Give me an island full of penguins. Oh, no, I meant it's like 50-50 poop and penguins. Oh, yes, yes. Of our podcast. Okay, I thought you were saying. I see, I see. Yes, this is a podcast about penguins, but sometimes about poop. Yeah. And always about That's what I was doing the, like... It's kind of kind of a little bit of both. Also, Chile, like lots of mountains and just gorgeous views in general. So you're looking down, you're like, look at that penguin, and then you look up and it's like, look at this majesty around me. Very nice. Number one. Number one. I know I've told this on a podcast before. I don't think it's on my I don't think it's on this podcast. I was gonna say it's on my other podcast, Good People, Cool Things. Wherever you listen to podcasts. But I don't believe you can tell me if I have. We're going back to studying abroad in China. Lots of shenanigans going on throughout China. Only time I've ever gone skiing. Routinely was stopped by people thinking I played professional basketball. Including after there was randomly a papa shot on a street corner. And I played for what felt like three or four minutes. Apparently it was like 20 minutes because it was one of those where you just kept going based on your score. And as you know, Papa Shot is my favorite type of basketball video game because it's one of the few that I am good at. And it, I, there was a small crowd that formed behind me, and that's probably the closest I'll ever get to feeling like I was in the NBA. I had the adulation of an entire country behind they me. Probably, it's pretty great. No, oh, man. How was that? How, just China. Felt How great. long were you there? Felt great. Uh, China, I it was about five weeks, um, but it also included a weekend trip to Hong Kong and then another weekend trip to Thailand. By weekend, I mean like four days. This was a 
study abroad in the summer or during one of the semesters? This was a summer study abroad. And I studied several after you catch my drift. <laughs> That's my friend's favorite joke. Oh. Was you going to study abroad? Just one? I said, nope. Just studying. But the, the but also, story yes, of this. Just one abroad? This is, I think, my, my favorite story just because it's one of the ones that sticks with me. Obviously, all of those do. I still remember them. This was over a decade ago. But the one that I liked is the time we went out to a restaurant. Don't remember the name. I'm sorry. It was very good, though. We got a handful of dishes. We had a graduate student with us that spoke Mandarin, so she was able to interact at these restaurants that only spoke Mandarin, didn't speak English. And she's like, hey, what do you guys want? And we were kind of like, whatever you recommend, like, go for it. So she's like, okay. She orders like seven or eight dishes. They all come out. They're all fantastic. We have a couple of our our highlights. So we're like, okay, these two are like the best. So then we we continue on our trip. A few weeks later, we're deciding where to go for dinner. We're like, what about that place where you ordered everything and it was all good? Like, it was all fantastic. We're like, okay, we're nearby. We'll go again. So we're, she's like, what do you want to get this time? We're like, same stuff. Like, order the exact same thing. That was all good. Let's do it. So she places the same order, presumably. We get, I would say, like 65 to 70% of the same stuff. A few different things. There was one in particular that was like a beef and some like super good sauce dish that we did not get the second time. And so we were kind of like, ah, that would have been nice to, to get that. A little, you know, a little bummed, a little bummed, but not like so distressed. And then the graduate student that was like, no, she's like, I will fix this. And she's like, small and not threatening but she calls over uh someone who i assume is like a manager or at least you know a little a little higher uh authority than you know most of the the other folks working in there and they just start talking in mandarin it's starting to get a little louder a little you know a little more like shouty and then another person comes over and pre- you know presumably this is someone above the the manager as well and they're Again, just like going into it, getting heated. She's kind of like getting up out of her seat a little bit too, like a little, you know, a little feistier. And then she just sits back down. She goes, okay, okay, okay. And then the two the two people walk away and she just looks to us and she said, we're no longer welcome in this restaurant. <laughs> and we had gotten banned from the restaurant. Uh, we were able to finish our meal, which was nice, but they told us we would not be welcome back. I'm sure there's a statute of limitations on it. Like if I were to go they to China. They won't know that it's you. Yeah, again. they wouldn't know it was us, but uh, I thought that was just a delightful ending to that long argument. Was we had not won it, but we had our slightly less stellar dinner. Still very good. And that's the only time I've been banned from a restaurant. Very exciting. Oh. Top five. We were caught up in the top five. Sean, have you been banned from a restaurant? Um, no, I don't. Not to my knowledge, I have not. No, no, I'm good. Well, yeah. actually, Maggiano's would like to have a word. Oh, because no. of the wine fiasco. Well, it wasn't fiasco. We... No, oh, there was. We didn't have enough time. That's a separate podcast. We literally talk about this every episode. <laughs> so I think they know. How about you? Um, I've never been banned, but I've been asked to leave. <laughs> um, I was asked to leave a, I think it was a marble slab at the mall before. 
Um, yeah, I was asked to. Were you trying to no. scoop it? Yeah, you went uh-uh. behind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was quote harassing the workers unquote. Um, so I was asked to leave. Um, and I was just I was there with my friend, and I was just asking this girl why she hated me. Haley, <laughs> I was asking the employee. No, I was just saying to the I was saying to the employee, "Why do you hate me?" And she was she just didn't know what to say. And I then I thought it was funny, so I just kept asking her. And then the manager came out and said, "You're no like you need to go." And I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." Um, so I left. And then I feel like there was another time too that like. I was kind of so not like super kicked out, but kind of my party was asked to leave. Like, I think we had just been there a little while and we were kind of loud and they like needed the table. And so they were like, Hey, are you guys done? Um, you know, you're like, get it under control or please leave type of thing. And then we ended up leaving not that long after, but that was, you know, it was like a bunch of people all hanging out and they just needed the table and they needed us to calm down our excitement. But that's it. I've never been banned. Oh, I've also been asked to leave a Walmart. But that was because I didn't have shoes on. And they told us, they said that you're not allowed to be in Walmart without shoes. So then my friend Wes, who I was with, he gave me his socks and then wore his shoes with no socks. And then they didn't say anything again. So they allowed me to be in there with socks, but just not barefoot. Oh, I've been... I think I've been asked to leave Walmart just because me and my friends were in there playing sardines because this was high school. Oh, nice. <laughs> and so we're all hiding in between clothes and shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was also asked to stop. I've been asked to stop running in several stores. Oh, and then one time we were playing Fugitive, me and a bunch of friends from high school from theater, and we were running through a, we, like, we were playing Fugitive across town. We were in the mall at one point and... So one of the people, like one of the groups had been spotted. So they were sprinting across the store. So security was chasing them because they thought they were like shoplifting. And so one of our friends almost got like held up by mall security. And then she frantically, also, she's like this tiny girl. Um, So she frantically explained that, no, we're just playing a game and that she needed to get out to the car before this other person caught up to her and like said her name or she was going to have to join their team. And then eventually... I mean, thankfully, the security guard let her go and she like ran back to the car and told us what happened. And we were like, oh, we got to get out of here. And then we did. But yeah. Well, we'll segue from one restaurant banning to perhaps more in cat categories. Cat categories. And I guess we're not really getting banned from these. But well, hopefully not. In this episode, little Tommy Haverford says he's going to open up 20 Tom's Bistro's restaurants. Across the across US. the U.S., going from one to twenty-one, kind of explosive growth that is probably a little like too a quick. Two or five-year plan. Uh, I can't I, remember I'm, what he says. I'm familiar with ex- explosive growth that is too quick. Sorry. I'm gonna. I was leaving silence to splice in a cricket <laughs> sound there. So uh, <laughs> perhaps a tumbleweed, a rustling tumbleweed as well. So we're just going to do chain restaurants. And the definition of a chain is it needs to have at least five locations. I don't know if that's an official definition, but it's going to be my definition. definition right now. Yes. Okay. It's the Parks and Rec definition. We need at least five locations across Parks and Rec the United States. I will start with Sean's favorite, 
Freddy's, custard and hamburger. That is not Sean's hamburger. Not Sean's maybe favorite. maybe hamburgers and custard. I don't know. I thought it was Freddy's steak burgers. Yeah, it might deli. Just, yeah. Also inspired by Sean know. last week. What was yours, Haley? Slotchkeys. Oh, of course. Wait, so we? I can do fast food too. Yeah, restaurants or fast food, right? She- yeah, I guess so. That's probably pretty. Yeah, I'm going with yes. We did. Oh, we, yeah. we're going with Sean's actual favorite McDonald's. Oh, that's your favorite? Texas Roadhouse. Applebee's. Pluckers. Chili's. <laughs> no, there's more. Buffalo Wild Wings. Red Lobster. I just wanted to say Applebee's again. <laughs> that was my problem. Whataburger. Oh, okay. Fast food. Um, Fuddruckers. I'll leave Gardein. <laughs> hate you. Red Lobster. Nah. You I swear oh, he did said you say that. that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Fine. Well, I'll lose. We letting, I, I don't we, care. We keep going? Yeah. yeah let's we'll just edit that. that out. Cracker oh, well, Barrel. <laughs> no, we're leaving this all in. Uh, Jersey Mike. Uh, I hop. To be fair, Sean's... Uh, Mike went in and out for a second, so that might have been my apologies. What it was. My apologies. No, 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 it's fine. I uh, did you see Waffle House already? No, no, okay. No. Subway. Never been to one. Subway. What? I know. Joey's never been to a Waffle House. Wow. Um, we tried to take him, but it was like Christmas during COVID, so then we were like, "Nah, we're not <laughs> really gonna go there." Uh, it's. I mean, it's it's Waffle House. That's it's Waffle House. Um, Carl's yeah. Junior. Steak and shake. What did I say? Oh, um, oh wait, I don't know if that's still in business. Um, Thundercloud. In and out burger. Sean, I'm gonna cheat. Uh, you said Carl's Jr. How about Hardee's? I guess just yeah. the same, but on the East Coast versus the West Coast. Cece's a pizza. Oh, pizza places. Then let's do Little Caesars. Domino's. Papa John's. These aren't really. Mm, okay, okay. Well, CC's you can eat inside. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's, that's why, why I started with it. Yeah. Oh, well, then fine. We're not going to do pizza. We're going to say uh, uh, Serrano's. Zaxby's. Mm-hmm. Fazoli's. Oh, there's some Fazoli's right next to me. And Isles. No. <laughs> what? He was making a Rizzoli and Isles joke. Oh, okay. Um, quite a bit of crossover between that and Carson. There's, there's more than five P. Terry's. Yeah. Or is there? Yes. There is. Torchies. Mm-hmm. Home Slice. Oh, wait. No. Ooh. I don't think there's more than five Home Slice. Ooh. Oh, no. I actually went to a different place, but now I don't know what it was. I'm out. Just as long as I don't lose. Well. Perfect. <laughs> ah! Sean's on a winning streak. While we were doing this, I saw a video on my phone of, I guess Paul Pierce was twinning this past weekend. Um, and there's a video of him when he played with the Nets, leaving the Raptors game. I guess he got ejected. I don't know. But he threw his headband into the crowd. And they threw it back at him. And it's just hilarious. <laughs> Dang. Like nobody wanted it. <laughs> I saw the video of uh, Tracy McGrady punting the ball into the stands, and then it it comes back to him, and he cuts <laughs> it again. 
he's like walking off his teammates are like, all right you gotta go you've been you've been removed and then he says no once was not enough i need twice yeah i mean if the ball comes back punt it again Right before we started recording today, we were watching the women's college championship game with uh, some teams. Stanford and Arizona. One of them was Stanford. Yes, Arizona. Thank you. Couldn't remember who the other one was. Basketball. And basketball. So I didn't. How much did you? You were watching it too, right, Sean? Yeah, I turned on at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Okay. And Joey had been watching around that same amount, right? Yeah. Uh, but I just saw like the final minute of it. Cause I was downstairs doing something. I don't know what I was doing, but I came up and he was like, we can't watch the episode yet. We got to watch the end of this game. And I said, all right, cool. And then unfortunately the last minute wasn't, it wasn't great. Yeah. It wasn't the best. The first 39 minutes, fantastic basketball. But that last minute, the two final possessions. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, you can continue. I'll just, whoa, whoa. No, no, I mean, that's Especially what with the previous night <laughs> and the, the men's Final Four having a wild last minute that involved no timeouts, several ridiculous shots. And Sean's, you know, can't changes to basketball rules. Again, just popping up everywhere. And people are starting to hop on his idea, too. That's I, the I most it. exciting Ooh. part, yeah, is that your ideas are gaining traction, and I look forward to a revamped basketball in 2021 that also includes trampolines a la slam no, ball no not no trampolines part. no part, how, no. how similar are the rules in women's college and men's college basketball like on the floor they're the same but there's like women have playing quarters men play halves right um I, there may be no they both only get only get five fouls i think that's the main but difference is the quarters. the team half. fouls are different as a result too because it's quarters instead mm, of that makes sense. Halves. Um, but yeah, we didn't say what. So the reason why the last minute of the game was terrible is just because Stanford had a possession. They're up by one, uh, and they <laughs> they had their, their Arizona's not going to foul them, and so because there's like thirty six seconds left in the game, there's a six second difference or something. I can't remember. Anyways, Arizona doesn't need to foul. So Stanford just stands there and runs the clock out and then just tries to try to run the play to get a ball, a shot up with less than like a few seconds left. And they just end up getting a shot clock violation because the ball gets tipped out of somebody's hands. Just because you gave it to a, a big out on at the three point line with nowhere to go. It was terrible. They pretty much just did a shot clock violation on purpose. Then Arizona, with the shot clock turned off, uh, they inbound the ball to their best player, who is also the smallest player in the court, and she gets triple teamed. <laughs> and she doesn't. She, there's nobody to pass to. Nobody's cutting to the basket. Nobody's. Like, yeah, that's the thing. We watched the replay because, like, when you see it, you're like, "Oh, dang! She needs to. You know, something's got to happen." She just kind of like throws it up, hopes it goes in, but then. I mean, it doesn't. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> A contested fadeaway three with three. People on three you. people guarding her and i believe two of them are the tallest people on the court <laughs> um but then you look at the replay and you're like damn like her teammates didn't really move from their positions but at the same time like they had so little time on the clock yeah nobody came and set a pick uh i think they wanted to iso but they didn't expect stanford just to send three people at her. yeah <laughs> and so it didn't work out 
I think they were expecting like a one-on-one situation, but no. Sanford's like, nah, she's the only shooter. Let's uh, go surround her. Wild times. But congrats to Stanford. Yeah. And Who congrats. hasn't won since? Yeah, they haven't won since two, 1992. Nine, yeah. Almost as old as me. Almost as old as Haley. Almost as old as April. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And congrats to Gonzaga or Baylor, who will have won by, by the, the time, time this airs. This airs. But we so won't know. Celebrate accordingly, whether you're in Texas or Washington. Congratulations. Congratulations. Congratulations to Gonzaga for defeating Baylor 84 to 17. It was quite the game. No, there's no way they'll only have 17. You never but know. Maybe 84 like, to 17. 84 to 77. Um, yes. A high scoring game. Always a high scoring game. Joey was looking at it up and Baylor, not Baylor, Gonzaga hasn't scored less than like 70, right? In the entire less than 83. Yeah. Crazy stuff. But um, Gonzaga is my champion in my bracket. I'm only in one bracket. It's with Joey and his mom and his dad and his sister. So it, it you know, it's, it's a real casual bracket, but Joey's in three different ones and Oh, we don't know what's going to happen. If Baylor wins, he might get third in one. If Gonzaga wins, he'll drop down so far. It doesn't matter. But I found out today that my sister-in-law's cousin is on, is a fresh, I think he's a freshman at Baylor and he's playing uh, Jordan. Uh, what's his last name? Jordan Turner, like, I don't feel like he's old enough to be in college, but he is. Like, when my brother and my sister-in-law started dating, they were in eighth grade. Like, he was so small, and now he's on the the Baylor basketball team. Now I'm excited either way, if Baylor wins or Gonzaga wins. And also, Joey will, like, make his money back, so he'll be, he'll be net zero, I'm also pulling for Baylor because uh, Davion Mitchell's nickname is Off Night, which is a fantastic name. That is because really Because the good. other player has a bad night, an off night, when he's guarding it. That wraps up our basketball section. Yes, that's the basketball section, bask, bask, g- g- basketball section. No, we'll do We'll work on the one. theme song for that. Basketball. Sean, you mentioned a little bit of real life and that having a, a maintenance supply uh, or maintenance just closed in on a friday is porous subpar something you don't want was there any other realism in this episode besides the underground water train uh uh as far as in the parks and rec world um no it's been a while since we had any of that um i did see i no but i am excited because I saw the opening credits and I saw a name I recognize that I haven't seen in a while. Ooh. And, uh, my, uh, my body is ready. Yep. And we'll, uh, that'll be your, your guess for the next episode is that your body will react positively. <laughs> and let's just hope no one is standing in front of Sean while he's watching this. Yeah, that would be weird, too, and also rude. Like, nobody stand in front of Sean while he's watching this because he can't see if you're standing in front of him. Come on, guys. That's what I was implying. Yeah. I know. Sean likes to see. Um, He needs to be able to see. I'm going to watch the next episode when we get finished recording because now I just don't want to stop in the middle. Baby. Oh, baby. I don't want to record after that. I'm just saying, like, (laughs) we got to do the shiz in person. 
Yeah, we do. We do. Also, we have not figured out what the winner of Trivia Sean gets or the loser of Trivia Haley has to do, receives. I don't know. We haven't figured out the prize and or punishment for this final season. Prize and punishment. A sequel to Crime and Punishment. And also Pride and Prejudice. It's a crossover. Wow. Like Godzilla versus Kong. Yes. Mm-hmm. Follow us on everything we we have. Oh, and I got to guess what happens in the second half of this episode. Nah. Eh, it's nah. just a continuation yeah, of this continuation. Oh, okay. This <laughs> yeah, well, never mind. <laughs> yeah, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at ParksRectPod. You can also go to ParksRectPod.com. Send over an email. Catch an episode you previously hadn't caught. Or anywhere you listen to podcasts, follow on Apple Podcasts. Also, drop a five-star review. We'll read it, including this great one from Pollywog Knows Things. Great review here. Perfect for long commutes. Let's just have these guys cover all shows. <laughs> all shows ever. Starting with The Office. Sean, we will cover... Does it I, say that in there? I'd say upwards of... No, no, no. That's what we're going to be. Sean is laugh crying. Did you just it's... become a creaky door? <laughs> so hilarious. Sean just became a haunted house door. But yes, drop one of those five-star reviews. And we'll read, we'll read another one next episode. It'll be delightful. We'll all love it. But in the meantime. We hope you enjoyed Easter. If you like Easter or celebrate that. And if you didn't, we hope you enjoyed your Sunday. We'll hop to it next week. Because bunnies. I, yeah, I, we yeah. got it. Oh, God. Parks and Rec. <laughs> this is the end of the podcast. It's over. You don't have to listen anymore. Podcast is over now. Thanks for tuning in. Close your app. Listen to the radio. Or listen to the next episode.